0: Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes podcast, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters. We're almost through our first week For of the off-season.
1: Post Glendale,
0: the post Glendale. Although, era. as
1: it turns out, I'm probably gonna have to go back to Glendale what? one more time. <laughs> no, yeah. buddy, I'm done.
0: It has a hold on you. I'm done. I can't like you, you go. You gotta go to Glendale again, really.
1: Draft lottery. Bill Armstrong's gonna be talking after the draft lottery, so oh, that's coming up. Gotta be there.
2: Yes, yes it is. It's on away. Tuesday. Yeah. I don't
0: have to do. It. I don't. Know. No, PD, you and I are gonna be in the studio, and we're gonna have alcohol at the ready because Seriously? we're either Both gonna be, good and bad. Well, yeah, we're either gonna be popping bottles.
2: So we, might have, so we might have champagne and doing something very positive, or we might be doing something very, very negative.
0: I don't know. What's the negative one, Shots? <laughs> I,
2: I don't know what we're going to have to do.
1: We, we might have to do something heavier than that. I, like, uh, I may, I'm not even sure it's alcohol at that point. It might, might involve know. needles or something.
2: Can it, <laughs> no. can it happen again? Can it happen again? Of course uh, it could happen again. It's the Coyotes. Do you think Murphy's, you expect it to law. happen again? Murphy's do you think law. most fans... Employees, people associated with this organization, are going. Oh shit! They're picking fourth. Like, they, well, let's just get on with it. Don't even bother at the balls. Don't even watch on the show. We're fourth. I think. I think that people have resigned themselves to their fourth. That's sad. Like, let's go through the excitement and the enjoyment of just maybe, maybe the ball falls. Let's the keep right hope. Way. Keep hope alive. Keep yep. hope alive. We'll it's, do
0: our best. Yep. We'll do our best. Well, that's looking ahead, but we're gonna look behind because we're already on Thursday. It's almost been a week since the kind of season, and we haven't even talked about. Wrapped up the Coyote season, even though Craig on the postgame show said we're done, but <laughs> we have to, I think, talk about just some regular season awards for, but that awards that we're giving, <laughs> you are they awarded nothing but our words and praises. But just looking back at the season that Coyotes had, because there were some positives. It was a really really tough season, but there were a lot of things that are good to look back on. So let's start with the MVP of the Coyotes this season.
1: This one for me was easy. I went with Clayton Keller. Uh, I loved how he emerged this season. Loved how he dedicated himself in the offseason to getting bigger. And I had heard this uh, from so many people. Clayton Keller had added five pounds of weight from his draft year up until last summer. All that time, only five pounds. Well, his body's finally maturing, he added seven pounds of lean muscle. You could see it, the way he approached battles, just the way he approached the game. He had more confidence on the ice. Unfortunately, his season ended with that gruesome leg injury, which apparently is not as gruesome as we thought because <laughs> he's going to be skating in like two weeks. But Clayton Keller really emerged. This was the first time where I looked at Clayton Keller, I looked at the contract, and those two are going to be linked forever. And I said, okay, yeah, you know what? He's worth the money. He's going to be worth the money.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I said over the summer and leading up to the season that – They'll never be able to move this contract. He's not worth what he signed. And blah, 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 yada. I was wrong. I was wrong. I, Clayton Keller, what he did, not only did he get a little bigger and stronger, I agree, but he took his game to a different level What it wasn't so one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. I think you talk to coaches that had Clayton Keller here previously, you'll say he's an offensively gifted player that plays on the perimeter but has a really good shot and can help on your power play. And that was it. End, end of story. But then... This year he added the defensive side of the puck, his ability to track back hard and, and back check through the defense or uh, through the neutral zone, his ability to defend and good sticks. And he was out there killing penalties. He was out there in the last minute of games that they were ahead in. Yep. Like he 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 grew as a player much more mature on the ice and, and hands down the MVP. Would I have said going into the season it was going to be killer? Probably not. I would have probably leaned a little bit more to a young defenseman that didn't quite pan out that year for him. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if there's a close second to the Coyotes MVP right now. Yeah. Maybe Shane and yeah. um, for what he did, but, but we'll talk about him probably a little bit later. So Clayton Keller is my Arizona Coyote MVP. Claire?
0: Well, yeah, it's Clayton Keller for me too. Unanimous. And not only did he lead the team in points and goals, but when he did go out with that injury, and I know this team wasn't winning a ton of games this year, but... When he was out, you felt his absence. And I think oh, that's God, yeah. what makes the mark of an MVP is you're the most valuable to, your, to team. your team. And him being out had a huge impact on the team and not a positive one. So, I mean, pretty easy for me. And yep. I hope that this is just now the, the floor for him. And it's right. only up from here. And that's right. what's can exciting. He improve? Can, yeah, can he take what,
1: another step forward?
0: That's what's exciting. Look forward. And we talk about hopefully when he gets a elite center between him and Schmaltz uh, that it can turn in that way
2: you talk about his injury this is a major major injury i know he's he's talking about being on the ice much quicker than anybody had anticipated but it's different to talk about it. it's different to work out in the gym it's different to skate around there with your buddies and then you go out and you're going into the boards looking at the glass going oh shit is somebody gonna hit me there's a mental and i know side that's not it. how i got hurt i know it's no but there's a it. mental side hit. to coming but back from an injury mental, for sure and and yeah. and he wouldn't be the first guy that had some difficulties coming back from a major horrific injury. So let's hope he can get back on sooner than later, because I think that will help him, you know, get back on the horse and get back at and and, and keep improving and raising the bar from where he left off. The thing that I discovered about Clayton Keller this year is how
1: competitive he is. He's one of those guys that's going to, it doesn't matter what you're playing. He's going to try and shove it in your face. And that's good. You want that from, your best player. And right now Clayton Keller is their best player.
0: Yep. All right. Let's move on to the next award. Most improved.
2: Most improved. I'll let one of you guys go first. I don't want to go first on all this. This is really hard when you talk about most improved because most improved compared to what?
0: Yeah. There's, you know? There can be a lot of candidates for it, this And
2: one. there really are. To what they were the previous well, year, I guess. Keep so in
0: mind our next, our next category back. is going to be biggest comeback. So yes. that can help you weigh. Okay.
2: So I'm going to go with Travis Boyd for this particular award because of what the expectations were of this player coming in and what he has been in his career in the past and what he actually became, became a number one center for this team. And statistically his numbers were pretty solid offensively. And you got to say that players played better around him. I tell you what, there was a point when we talked about Keller, Keller and Schmoltz, when you had Boyd between them in the middle, they were better. And so I think for him, his biggest step from one season to the next, I will say, I I thought there were glimpses of Christian Fisher playing a little better. I thought there were Krause playing better. But consistently over the whole 82 games, I'm going to have to go with Boyd. Why don't you tell people all the categories so they know what's coming?
0: Yes. So we are going to be voting on most improved, biggest comeback, leader and leadership.
1: Okay. So So you you can follow him up. I'll go. Okay. So,
0: I mean, there's – A ton of ways I can go on this, and this answer is not my. No, that means that disqualifies anybody else. But just the first person that came to mind for me was Shane Gostisfer. The Coyotes got him for essentially nothing. He finished with uh, 51 points this year, compared to 20 the previous season with the Flyers. He played half the games, to be fair. But you know, looking at his stats from the last few seasons and the the way he's come along this year and what he did with on the coyotes, which is not a great team. He's not, you know, gonna get a ton of points based on well the offensive output of the team as a whole. For me, he's most improved from where he was last year. Okay.
1: I'm I'm gonna go with PD. That's a good argument too though, but I'm gonna go with PD on this because Travis Boyd, like when I when they got him, I reached out to people, media members in Toronto and say, hey, are they getting anything? They're like, no, he's just a guy. He might might be your fourth-line center. That's his ceiling in the NHL. Well, as it turned out, he played between Nick Schmaltz and Clayton Keller for a good chunk of the season. 17 goals, I think, is what he finished with. He has career highs all across the board. Nobody thought that Travis Boyd was a legitimate NHL player that I talked to, and yet here he is. And and listen, some of that circumstance, right? The situation on the Coyotes roster gave him that opportunity, but, man, did he take advantage of it, and I think he proved a lot of people
2: wrong. And I, I I agree 100% with Boyd, because clearly that's who I voted for. Mm-hmm. But I want to give an honorable mention to a guy that probably needs some recognition today that might not get it, and that's Dyson Mayo.
0: That's who I was going to say. If after
2: and he's a guy good. that you look at that not only became a, a player that played in the NHL, played regular in the NHL, he was playing over 20 minutes a game against some really good players. Like, he's the guy that would jump over the boards when the best in the league jumped over the boards. Last year tucson roadrunner and, yeah. and and this year you expected him to be a tucson roadrunner he's an NHL player now yeah. so I I think Boyd took a huge leap and changed the whole dynamic of what kind of player he was I think this is what Dyson Mayo was projected to be and the path he is on I just think the path maybe came a little bit quicker but I wanted to make sure we mentioned Dyson Mayo as well
1: yeah it's good to mention one more note on Travis Boyd he had a little bit of a shoulder issue at the end of the season if it hadn't been for that he'd be going to the world championships for the team USA because wow. wow. he was, he was going to be on that team. Wow. That's wow. fantastic Good yeah. for
0: him. That's awesome. All right. Biggest comeback.
1: See, now that's where I go to Shane Goss despair. That's, that's what my choice for biggest comeback. Yeah, they're because, similar,
0: similar. Vibes. Yeah, yeah.
1: He was left for dead. Philadelphia unloaded him and gave the coyotes other assets just to clear that cap space. Everybody I talked to in Philly said he's lost that dynamic for a step. He can't do the things that he did offensively anymore. Well, he he can. He definitely can. He can run yeah. a power play. We know why he was running the power play instead of Jacob Chikrin, because he's really effective at it. He still showed that crazy spin move that he's been doing since college. Shane Goss' bear has some game left. And I'll tell you what, if he keeps doing this through the first few months of next season, he's going to fetch him a nice return at the trade deadline because they probably will look to flip him then for more assets. He has proven that he can still be a really good NHL player.
0: I'll go next. Um, My biggest comeback is Andrew Ladd, and you've given your case a few... It's the other on, choice.
1: It's a great choice. You've
0: given your case a few times already just in his nomination for the Masterton Award. I mean, everything. We could just take everything you said for that and yeah. apply it to this. But, I mean, he talked about being left for <laughs> dead and <laughs> traded for nothing. out of the league. Yeah. Out of the league and the effort that he put in to get back to this place. And, you know, before the season began, we talked about will he, how many games will he even play? And, you know, aside from injury and some healthy scratches, mostly for his Asian rest too, he he had an impact on this team. Um, so for me, Andrew Ladd is the best comeback.
2: Yeah, I think it's hard to not. My vote is also for Andrew Ladd, and and I make this kind of personal because I was so critical of him in the in the weeks leading up to the season, and he, after watching him play, that I thought it was done. The experiment was over. He can't play, and I and I think even from that moment, and that's September. From September to October, how hard he worked to get to where he was. So I think that, that that is number one. And my my honorable mention for that would be Nick Ritchie, who's a guy that's also rejuvenated. He was in the NHL last year. He played, but he had two goals for Toronto. And he wasn't playing with Marner and Matthews, no yeah. less. And he wasn't able to become the player that they thought he had been previously in his career. He has regained that here where he came in here and became an offensive player that could get to the net and drive the net, and become the player I think that they wanted him to be in Toronto. So Ladd clearly, you know, talk about comeback from not playing at all to be able to do what he did in the National Hockey League. And then Nick Ritchie going from where he started in the min- he was in the minors in January to where he is by the end of the season.
1: Too. I really hope Andrew Ladd wins the Masterton i i worry about sorry i worry about east coast bias here
0: well i mean i think there's gonna be a strong case for kevin hayes yeah
1: i think hayes is probably gonna win it because it's always that well he lost his brother and he had to overcome that but i mean
2: we we're talking about when andrew we're Latt talking about the Craig, total package what happens it, now
1: we don't know yet i talked to andrew a lot about that i wrote about this as well and everybody knows if if he plays a game, the Coyotes don't get that pick. Or if he retires before the season, there are a lot of stipulations yeah, to but, that third round draft okay, pick. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's a
2: third round draft pick, so let's not get too crazy and wrapped up. We've in already it talked is, about how many picks had. We had Tim Bernhardt yesterday. We talked about how more. Like it got enough. Like it, let's let's worry about the person here. So what are the other? What's the other option? He retires, they don't get the pick. He plays, he doesn't get the pick. So what's what's put him on 103? LTIR? Well, right. who does that benefit? The
1: benefits the, the Coyotes. Team. Yeah. So, but I don't know what's going to happen there. He, here's the other thing. When he went out with the injury, it was a third surgery on the same knee. Yeah. a Third surgery. Yeah. His body's banged up. And he said, when I asked him about this uh, on breakup day, he said, I don't know yet. My body's pretty beat up. So I got to, I'm going to take some time and, you know, I'll I'll reach out again later in the summer, but I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. You know, a lot of guys, you know how this is, Petey. It's hard to say goodbye to the game, yep. even if your body is not willing anymore. It's yeah. hard to say goodbye to the game. They get a little ways down the road and they think, "I can do this for maybe. one more season." But
2: especially in the summertime, when you're away from it, that's when you miss yep. it the most. You're watching the Stanley Cup playoffs on TV. You go, "Oh shit! I want to be a part of it. I want to play. Oh, I can get back." And, and the one thing that the team gives you is gives you doctors and rehab yep. and medical all, help and all the resources you need. Yep. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe I just I looked at the two choices and in retiring or playing and there was option three. But I guess there is.
1: Yeah, three. but he hit a thousand games. He's yep. won two Stanley Cups. There's nothing left for Andrew Ladd to achieve. So do you hang on one more year with the Coyotes going through
2: this? And does it, it become contentious. Yeah. Does it become contentious with the organization and Andrew Ladd? I don't well, I hope I not. I hope they don't I care, care that much about a third round pick that it becomes contentious. I,
0: I can't see
1: it. But just knowing. But what does he need to accomplish? Yeah. And what what yep. is it worth it to him? I and think maybe it, it is. I, I it don't want to say it isn't because for some guys, simply playing is enough. They love the game that yeah. much. And it's pretty damn clear that Andrew Ladd loves the game. Yes. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gone through what he went, he went through.
2: over 50 games this year. Yeah, like, it's incredible. Nobody would have thought that Props way. to
1: Andrew Ladd. Not like that. I mean, to, to redo his game, if you read some of the stuff that I wrote with Adam Oates working on him, where like his left leg, or I'm trying to remember which leg it was. Maybe it was his right. I'm, apologies. But wasn't working properly. And Andrew Le- uh, Adam Oates had to retrain him. But then he's going working with a mental skills coach where he admits I I was kind of a negative guy. As he said, I had a resting bitch face, right? Hard not not to be. He turned that around. Like you talk to the guy now, you're like, I I haven't seen that Andrew lad. I I don't know that Andrew lad because he's literally changed his outlook on life. Man, what a story he is.
0: Absolutely. Unbelievable. I just want to go back to um, an episode we did on October 5th before the season how many games will Andrew Ladd play? Craig said 10, Petey said 10, I said 14, and what was it actually you said? 51.
2: So it proved
0: us all wrong. Leah wins. I, I, yeah, I was the closest to 51 at 14. Closes Unbelievable. And also, while we're on the subject of looking back, goal leader, Petey said... See, why are we doing this? Louis yes. Erickson. Why? why are
2: you doing this? Because <laughs> It was <laughs> close.
0: Uh, Craig said, Chikrin. I said, Clayton Keller, and I quote... I think Clayton Keller is going to have his comeback year and I think he's wow. going to lead the Look team in that. goals. And if you would like to go back to that episode on October 5th, um, which I don't the I really don't need to either timestamp that I said that, mm. just so everyone knows.
2: This is where I give you chicken the chicken uh, had seven, the, Louis
1: uh, had three. The Chevy Chase line that Dave Vest always recited to me when I'd talk about something that I got right, he'd go, God, I admire you.
2: <laughs> It's <laughs> impressive. I was way up. I got, I got. You know what? I got caught up in the Renaissance hype that Craig was dishing. I out know. Come
0: on. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't. I jumped on board. Erickson.
2: I jumped on board. <laughs> jumped on board. <laughs> <laughs> the Louis Renaissance train going. Holy shit! They're gonna. He's gonna. No. Oh. And right. I flashbacks to the old Lou Erickson in Dallas, and it just didn't
0: quite. Well, happen. on the subject of, well, I don't know if this is the right transition, but our Go next it. category would be uh the leadership award and it doesn't have to be one person it can be multiple and just because of his veteran presence and experience i louie erickson comes to mind that's why i transitioned it that way but i'm curious and you know craig you were there like on the ground so i want to start with you Who for leadership you, yeah
1: i'm gonna go with anton strawman and i think that's a big reason that they're considering resigning him bringing him back they loved the influence he had on their young defenseman and they certainly had enough of him in the lineup as we went along because of all the injuries he had a really big impact on them, and it's it's hard to get a feel for players when you can't get inside the locker room and spend as much time with them as you normally do covering a team. It's really hard to cover a team like this, but we had enough conversations with Anton Stroudman. First of all, he's incredibly articulate. He's incredibly thoughtful. But then you you get a little sense of his his personality as well his sense of humor when he does those things like during the Super Bowl he walks past the camera and says American football sucks <laughs> things like he's a funny guy he's a good guy they love his influence around there like I said they love his influence on the young D I'm going with Anton Strollman.
2: yeah that, that's hard to argue with that one just from you outward I'm more outside than, yeah. than Craig's inside yeah. the the workings of it outwardly that. Just saying who they pair him with and what they had for a job responsibility on the ice, you knew he must have been able to do things off the ice. But I think that the, you you can go to other people on mm-hmm. this team this year did the same thing. I think Beagle did. Yep. I think Roussel to some extent did. I, I think that Ladd absolutely yes, did. No question. And and in and their own way, they were leaders. And It had to be an incredibly difficult team season to go through with this group and I think without that veteran glue and experience and leadership I don't know if that would have been a much more negative atmosphere around that group I think they were able to help keep it in a positive light even though they were struggling and a couple other people I'll mention in the leadership role by the way Anton Strauman is the top of that so we'll clarify that but there's two more I'd like to mention and I don't know if he's necessarily a guy you think of as Phil Kessel and Phil Kessel is a guy that He's not the first guy in the gym in the morning. He's not maybe doing everything exactly the way the coaching staff would like to have things done, but Phil cares. He pulls people around him together and kept, I think he helped keep this atmosphere light this season. Yes, He competes. You can't knock his compete level out there. Like he's, I tell you not many people want to score more than Phil, even though he wasn't able to, I think he has, it's a different kind of leadership. It's not, Hey, yeah. look how many pull-ups I can do, and you better do just as many plus one. I don't think that's the kind of leadership he did. I think he, he helped build the camaraderie of the group that kept the positivity going. And the last guy was Christian Fisher. who hmm. probably didn't have the season on the ice that he was hoping for. He didn't get the minutes he was hoping for. He got injured, which he clearly wasn't hoping for going into a contract season. But he's a guy that off the ice, he is a leader. And he does do things the right way and prepares the right way.
1: Those are really good points. I'm glad you mentioned Kessel because it is a completely different type of leadership and he never, ever gets credit for that. But yeah, the guys love him. They absolutely, he is. He's a cult hero around there. It's a different feel, but Phil is a positive influence in that respect. And then Christian Fisher, thank you for saying it because it reminds me of a conversation I had recently when I asked a couple of people, what is the organizational view of Christian Fisher? And I was told, they love him. They love what he brings to that
2: team and to that room. So
1: that, that says a lot. He has a really positive influence.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring up a story. And we we had the party bus a week ago. And I know it was on oh, our Twitter. Yeah. So most people probably saw that. But one of the fans loyal to the program and a lot of programs, Karen listens to the show, had a Christian Fisher jersey on that she got in an auction like it was a you know a game-worn practice uh that they were in before the game in warm-up jersey and she's oh it had an autograph on it but it wore off and so i got on the phone and i within minutes did you have a photo of that yeah yeah that's that's what i said that's that's, it's on twitter Twitter. fishes goes where are you i don't have a gray sharpie because it was a black jersey i don't have a gray sharpie where do you need me to be and it wasn't like, oh, shit. I mean, is that why stuff? you texted me? Do you have a Sharpie? Yes, that's why yeah, I he remember texted getting that text like, about. what? I know. I like... know. I,
0: I actually was confused, too. <laughs> but I was like, just had a few beers. I but don't know. Finding a, Sharpie,
2: finding a Sharpie after a few beers in the last game was not a priority on most people's life. <laughs> but it took a few minutes. But once we had the Sharpie, I, he where, when, what do you need me to do? It wasn't even. A, and that, again, I, hey, he didn't have to do that. It's during the game, hey, Petey, don't bother me. I don't have to come down. I'm, 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 first of all, I'm injured. I don't really want to be around fans. To do that, I got to come down to the concourse. I don't want to get swamped. You know what? Thanks, but no thanks. But he didn't. It was where and when. What do I need to do? There's
1: a reason he has already won the Shane Down Good Guy Award.
2: Yep. There you go. So shout out to Christian Fisher. That was impressive. And I tell you what, he made a fan for life right there. Yep. Did you pick already?
0: No, but you, I feel like we covered everyone. So I'll just. (laughs) Who's your choice? Oh, I.
1: Leadership. Oh, You don't want I, to do it because you're not around.
0: Yeah, I just I don't feel That's like fair. I'm on the ground enough, but I, all the points that you both made, I, I agree. So okay. I echo that. Um, this is like the most positive Coyotes podcast wow. we've had all year. <laughs> this wow. is amazing. I'm having so much fun. Um, before we wrap up, though. We just need to talk about the DraftKings Sportsbook app because the NHL and the NBA playoffs are going on right now. And this week at DraftKings, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. You can also c- turn a big bet into a or a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with same-game parlays and right now all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility. Restrictions apply. you CG- draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details
2: fantastic reading. thank you did again i didn't clap
0: i know I should. It's okay have.
2: should we clap right now
0: no i, I know it's okay oh, well, thank you, you. you the, the influence I'll of clap. paul, paul in That's yeah. right. i know
2: he's
1: right thank you Appreciate should we it. also chirp ranger that. fans <laughs> yeah oh, right
0: he's he's an wow. on one on, on social that. media this week it's awesome um before we wrap up just while we're on the positive note let's just Each of us share one or two of our best memories from what was not the most enjoyable season in Coyote's history. But for me, it it was in the sense that we got to do this podcast and we made it through a whole season, 82 post game shows we did. And
2: for me, uh, I'm going to go with first, let's start with the bookends that PHNX wrapped around this season. The first game of the year we sat in a press box, all dressed up in our Sunday best. And we did our first show of the hockey season live inside the arena. The together. first home
0: game show. Home game oh, show. yeah.
2: Yeah, it was home because you started off two world games. Okay. So that's the one illegally. And then we got to, you yeah, know, and we got to, and we exited <laughs> the season together again at Gila River on the party bus. And what fantastic bookends for a difficult season. But to see, it's funny and and I'll digress a little PHNX memories here that first game that first whole game as i'm driving in it's we we're, were told hey they're going to do a meet and greet with you guys at the arena i'm like what like we've been on air for like two weeks like meet and greet we we went up we went up right in front of the arena and we had six people yep come meet us six which is six more than i thought we're going to be there <laughs> and there was a couple that was there that was also on the party bus yes months and months and months Beautiful. later and, and you it. just saw the progression of the the chats and the people in the discord and the people online and you start going okay the team may suck but people are still watching people are people are still paying attention so for for me it was the community that with the impact the the pack
0: therapy, therapy that started That's what got us it through. started
2: it started like yeah. this is the grassroots the seeds have been planted it's started we got a long way to go and the team has a long way to go, and the franchise has a long way to go, and PHX has a long way to go, but it's started. And I, I am so happy to be part of the community. Me,
1: as always, I'm going to do snapshots. Um, believe it or not, the first game of the season when I was in Columbus and we had our first live show, was a highlight for oh, me. Oh,
0: the trash can. The trash
1: can. I forgot And, and, and I learned that a trash can upside down can be very effective for getting you to the right height for camera. <laughs> and I have employed that tactic many times since the Aaron Portsline you know, pushing me along and giving me tips on how to use the trash can properly in Columbus. Before that, though, I would uh, in in talking about the community, I have gone to a lot of outlets. I think everybody knows that by now. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who followed me to yet another adventure. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all the subscribers that came over from the Athletic and then to AZ Coyotes Insider with Substack and now to PHN Exports. I hope to settle in for a while, so you won't have to, you know, be on this nomadic existence with me for a while, but thank you. Thank you for having the faith, and I hope we've delivered far more because I I think we have, and, and that's why I came here. I thought there was the opportunity to do way more than I was able to do at Substack or even at The Athletic. So again, a thank you to all of our subscribers. We hope to build on this and do even more in the next year. And then that last game, just like you said, Going out on the Dosecchi's deck, I, I wasn't on the bus because I was in Glendale at three o'clock, but going out on the Dosecchi's deck and seeing it packed with PHNX subscribers was really cool. And then to have it end the way it did, yeah. it was such a classic Coyotes game. They, they fell back. behind for nothing in the first seven minutes of the game. And they come back and win that game to close out the Glendale era in style. It felt hopeful. I felt hopeful again. I feel hopeful about the Coyotes' future in spite of all the insanity swirling around this franchise with the arena, with the performance of the team, and with the unknown of the lottery and the draft. I feel hopeful. And I think a big part of that is because of you two and because of our community. And that's where I'll stop. Wow. Wow.
0: So poetic. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Did you start drinking already? <laughs> <laughs> he wow. has his lemons in yeah. a Ziploc
1: bag. That's true. But it's with it's, his it's ecstasy. Craig. I'll just say I'm on ecstasy. I'm <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, well, great. a few that for me, and I'll echo what you both have said, but when the when they beat the Leafs on national TV on yep. TNT, that yep. was a highlight. Nick Schmaltz's seven-point game. Wow. You know, it, well, it was a dark season, but there were some really high
2: moments. shut out
0: in Winnipeg.
2: Thank Keller's push. all-star
0: game. Wedgwood coming in and stopping, stopping the, streak the streak again. Like just some unbelievable moments still, even in a really tough season. Um, and yeah, I mean, I you've said you both said it so beautifully, but just the, the bookends that you said of our first home game and the last and the way the Coyotes came back from a four-goal deficit and won the last game in Gila River Arena and that we were there with everybody. That was just so incredibly special. So
1: Cool. That was wow. a perfect walk off for this podcast, I think.
0: It really is, and um, we'll the the coverage is not stopping. The draft lottery, like we said, it's a few days away. We'll be going live. Talk about pack therapy. We'll be going live at the start of it, so you can watch it alongside with us. Craig will be at, unfortunately in Glendale one more time at the arena, but Phoebe and I will have drinks flowing, and we hope that you'll join us um, for that. And we'll have our immediate reactions to the Coyotes slotted pick as well so join us for that craig will continue to put out stories on gophx.com so become a member today so you can access all of those and join the family you know we just talked a lot about that this community is a family it really really is we felt it on the bus we felt it even still at that first game with the six people who came and met us we hear it in the discord every day and on twitter at phx underscore Coyotes. so thank you all so much for listening, for commenting on YouTube, for commenting in the Discord, for tweeting at us. It really means so much to us. One rebuild year down, (laughs) one to go, and now it's full steam ahead to the draft and draft coverage and prospects and all of that. So more to come, more to come on that. And um, we'll be back tomorrow live at 11 a.m. That's our show time. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, except for next week because Tuesday is the draft lottery Set your alarms 11 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday for our live shows going forward in the off season. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow at 11. Have a great rest of your day.